Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Halal Hustle, where we talk about halal business, halal entrepreneurship, and share stories about halal hustlers who are striving for their place with Allah in the hereafter by taking the means in this dunya. On this episode, we're going to be talking about university versus entrepreneurship. And the way that we're going to talk about it is by sharing my perspective as a young Muslim who graduated from university with a bachelor's degree as well as someone who has recently started to become more of a quote-unquote entrepreneur. A clear disclaimer, this is not an end-all, be-all, definitive answer as to whether you should try to become an entrepreneur or you should go to university. It's more so sharing the experiences from both and how it's really a complicated question to answer and there's no real clear-cut decisions as to if one is truly better than the other. Like most things in life, it's circumstantial. So getting right into it, why did I go to university? I'll be honest and say I went to university because that's what my parents wanted for me, and I was trying to please my parents. For myself, I didn't really know what I wanted to do after I graduated from high school. I wanted to live a better life than my parents had lived because, again, that's what they wanted for me. So what did society say? Well, if you go to university, you get a university degree, you'll get a pretty good job. Pretty good job equals pretty good money. Pretty good money equals a pretty good life. That's how I thought. But that's not at all the case. But I went to university for those reasons. And it was when I was in university that I realized that those weren't good reasons to go at all. Regardless of those reasonings, I went. And initially, I had went to study computer engineering at the University of Waterloo in Canada. Really cool program. I was happy I got accepted. And it was great because after my first semester of classes, I would have to get an internship, which I thought, this is awesome. I'm going to be able to make some money back and pay my own way through school rather than depending on student loans or someone you know sponsoring me or things like that or getting a job so alhamdulillah finished the first semester didn't really do that great but i got my internship and when i got to the internship i was working and i wasn't really a big fan of it i didn't really like office politics i didn't really like the pace that everyone worked at or overall just what i was doing or how my days would go i wasn't a big fan of it at all and i thought well if this is how my work life is going to be i don't want to continue doing this i don't want to continue studying in this field i'll go do something else it's still early and so that's what i did now this experience was the first of my many very expensive learning experiences as I went through university. Because I decided to change the program that I was in, I had to now deal with a whole bunch of other hurdles and issues with switching or transferring into another program. So first off, the courses that I took weren't really applicable to the program I was transferring into. The second one, because I didn't do that well in university in my first semester, I now have to raise my GPA in order to get accepted into another program. The third one, it's expensive. And if you're not working at a great job, or if your parents don't have a whole bunch of money, university is really hard to go to. 
So let's say today, if a young person in grade 11 or in their last two years of regular schooling is thinking about, I want to go to post-secondary, I want to go to university or a college and take an additional program to uh, better myself or prepare myself for a job, I would ask them a couple questions. The first being, why do you want to go to university? If they're going to give an answer like mine, don't go. <laughs> because that is not enough to really help you navigate through the, I guess, the maze that is university. The second question, what are you going to do with that university degree? Where are you going to work? Do you know what it's actually like to work there? I mean, as I described myself, I had no idea. And then when I finally got into the work environment that I was studying and striving towards, I hated it. So you should probably know that before you invest in university. My experience taught me that there is a big difference between what you enjoy studying or what you're interested in versus what you would actually enjoy doing every day when you work. If we break down the day into, you know, just time, you have 24 hours. If you sleep eight hours in the day, 24 minus eight is what? 16, right? You have 16 hours of your day. Of that, a nine to five job is approximately eight hours. So like give or take travel, that's another third of your day gone. So you really only have eight hours in the day to eat, to entertain yourself, to exercise, to deal with chores, to take care of your family, to pray, to do everything else that you need to do in your life. That's not a lot of time. So if you're working at a place that you hate and you're spending a third of your day, meaning almost a third of your life in that place, you're going to suffer. It's going to be horrible. So for me, when I went through something like that, I gained two things. One, I realized that, nope, I cannot work in this environment. I have to change, otherwise I'm going to hate my life. Two is that, wow, I really respect parents that sacrifice their own enjoyment and their own desires to be responsible and take care of the ones that are dependent upon them. May Allah reward all of our parents because that's, that's love, that's for real, that's not easy. Just want to take a moment because, for real, may Allah reward all of our parents. I mean, they do so much that goes underappreciated. Okay, that being said, the third question that I would ask would be, is there a market for this? In your own community, whether it be the Muslim community or just in the city or town that you live in, can you actually get a job with this degree or this skill set that you're studying to acquire? So for example, let's say you live in the middle of the desert and someone says, I want to study marine biology because I love it and it's my passion. Now, that's great, but what are you going to do with that in your community? Now, if your intention is to move and to go live on a co like in a coastal town or city or go to the place where there actually is a market for that job, I understand, but to study that knowing that you're not gonna be able to find a job where you're planning on living, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. Matter of fact, that's a $60,000 debt problem. 
because that's what we're talking about here. When you go to university, especially in the West, it is really expensive. It is ridiculously expensive. And so if you go to university, for the most part, and I'm speaking from, I guess, my own perception, but Muslims go to university to get a job. Most people go to university to get a job. It's not just for the sake of studying. So they go to university and they spend these exorbitant you know, amounts for the courses and the program. They're looking to get something out of it. Well, if you're studying something that you're not actually going to get something out of because there is no demand for it in the marketplace or it doesn't really provide you with what you need in life, you, what are you spending this money for? There was a study that the government of Canada did, and they basically surveyed university graduates and determined that if someone studied or got a degree in the technology space, they were very likely to actually use that skill set or get a job that paid them to utilize that skill set. Whereas when someone studied arts or some of the more... I guess, soft science fields or literature, things of that nature, they were far less likely to actually utilize those skills. And on top of that, most of them, within the first few years of graduating, all worked in positions where they were far too qualified, that the required education level was just high school. That's a problem. Again, that's an expensive problem. So if this young person or this older person couldn't answer those three questions for me, again, the first one was, why do you want to go to university? The second being is that, do you know what it's actually going to be like when you work in that environment? And three is, is there a market for it? Are you going to get hired? If they can't answer those three questions, I'm not going to recommend university for them. I'm going to recommend that they do something else. And there's a whole bunch of other circumstances that could be applied. It's just that the perception in the Muslim community or in society as a whole is that if you go to high school and you are not a failure, you get half decent grades, you should definitely go to university and study. But when university is so expensive and then the job outlook isn't great, why would you go and do that? On top of that, being Muslim, knowing about the the emphasis on student loans and the interest that is accrued, it doesn't seem like the best decision to make. I'm not preaching for one or the other, but I will give an example of what a good university program looks like and a program that a Muslim should probably actually take. So point blank, an example of a good university program is a program that offers you guidance, a network, and leads to you getting a job right after you graduate. That's it, really simple. Why is it that all university programs are not like that? Well, because not all universities are the same. Take the example of a rich, oh, sorry, take the example of a person who comes from a rich, affluent family. That person doesn't really need to work that hard in life because their family has a network of contacts. They have a good relationship with money. They're close to it, they know how to make it, and they know where money is being made. In contrast to that, take someone who comes from a family that does not have a good relationship with money. They're not affluent. They're not well-connected. That person doesn't have the network in place to allow them to make money easily. 
the affluent rich person does. Same thing with universities. There are some universities that are well off, they're well funded, they have a great network, and they're well connected to not only their alumni, their graduates, but corporations, companies. And so if you go to those universities, it's far more likely for you to be exposed or to be guided into those networks as well. Whereas if you go to university that a university that isn't as well connected or doesn't have the same network, doesn't have the same relationship with companies, you're paying for what? So this is where another prerequisite to going to university comes in is that not all universities are created equal. You really have to look into the product that you are buying. If you were given $60,000 to $100,000 today and told to buy a car, you better be doing your research on what car you're buying and whether it's actually going to be worth it, whether it's going to fit what you're looking for in a vehicle. That's how university is supposed to be. But when it comes to Muslims and uh, going to university or just most university students altogether, they go to the school that they either really want to go to or that is in their local community that they could attend to get their degree. But that's not enough. And especially when you're paying that much money, it's a problem because most of the time, this is money that we don't have. This is money that we're going to be enslaved to paying back. So here's my thing. I made these mistakes. That's the only reason why I have this very biased perspective is that I went to university and I didn't have that much money. And alhamdulillah, through you know help from my family and working a whole bunch and not taking as many courses, maybe at one time or the other, I was able to pay it. And alhamdulillah, I'm, I'm free. But that's not the case for most people. So I'm just saying this, that if you're going to university and you're taking a course that or a program that you don't know if you're actually going to get a job from it, maybe you shouldn't take it. Going back to that same analogy with giving you 60000 or 40000 100000 however much money to buy a car, you better be sure that that car is actually going to drive. But in university, you just sign up for that course and then you take that loan and you're committed to it. This is why it's left a bit of a bad taste in my mouth. But there are good programs out there. It's just not every university program is a good program. And so it's your responsibility to make sure that you're actually buying a good product and not just any product for the sake of saying, I bought that too, or I have that too. Moving right along, Alhamdulillah, I graduated from university and I was actually able to get a job, which was great, and it did pay the amount of money that I expected. I ended up graduating with a degree in kinesiology and I ended up working in recreation with uh, kids. So, what now? Well, I knew that, okay, I, I, I want to retire my parents, I want to be able to take care of them and do a whole bunch of things for my family, and I need money for that. How do I get it? This job isn't enough. All right. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And that's literally where it started. I just said, okay, I need to make money. How do you make money? 
all right, well, I have a skill set. I can do stuff. I know some things. Let me try and sell that. And so I said, I love basketball. I know sports and I know exercise and all of that stuff from my degree. I'm going to run a basketball camp. Perfect. How do I do that? And it just became running down the list of, okay, what do you need in order to run a basketball camp? Looking at what other people have done before and trying to copy it. And that's really all being an entrepreneur is. I don't know, but that's all it was for me. And I tried to do everything that I could to run the camp the cheapest way possible. So anything that I couldn't really afford, I would try and learn how to do it myself to save myself the cost designing a logo, graphic design, all of that. I just watched YouTube videos and tested stuff out. And many, many hours later, I got something I liked. Designing a flyer, same thing. Apparel, that was a challenge. But I said, people print t-shirts. I could figure out something. I bought some equipment, invested some money. I won't lie, it was like a couple hundred dollars, but it worked out, alhamdulillah. Here's where something really cool happened to me. As I was working on my own stuff, you know, I kept an ear to the ground. I was paying attention to what was going around, hanging out with friends and things like that. And I found out that there was a friend of mine that was starting a painting business and he needed t-shirts with his logo on it done. I can do that. I did that for myself. I could do that for you. So I did it and I got paid for it. It was great, alhamdulillah. I started doing the graphics, right? I found out there was a restaurant that needed their menus to be redone. And I was like, yeah, I could do that, inshallah. And then I did it, and I got paid for it. Now, it wasn't instantaneous. There was a lot of hard work involved and a, a whole bunch of mistakes, alhamdulillah. But I got paid, and I did it myself. And I didn't need a job to get me that money. I was slowly becoming more and more of an entrepreneur, alhamdulillah. And it felt great. The reason why I felt so great was because it really drove home the point to me that there, whatever is written for you, that you will be provided by Allah, you're going to get it. There's no one or nothing that could get in between that. And for me, as much as I, you know, I wanted to have a whole bunch of faith and Iman and everything, it felt like I needed that university degree to get a job. That's what was instilled in me when I was growing up, that if you don't have an education, you can't make any money. And that's baloney. That's not the case at all. Whatever you're going to get from Allah is what you're going to get from Allah. So me going out and making money myself really helped me understand that and it strengthened my belief in that. So just to be clear, I am nowhere near Mr. Moneybags and... You know, th this process continues and it did continue for some time. I actually ended up never doing the basketball camp. I got into web development because obviously I wanted to build my own website and not pay anybody to do it. And I ended up moving. When I moved, I saw web development as an opportunity and I kept learning it and studying it and ended up getting a job doing that, alhamdulillah. I did not go to university for that or college or anything. I watched YouTube videos and I took a free course called freecodecamp.org. Check that out. Pretty cool. Nice intro to web development. Not being sponsored or anything. Just really appreciated the program. So just like with the university, I'm not sure if I would recommend entrepreneurship for everyone. 
definitely you really have to be able to step out of your comfort zone in order to you know make money because you have to put yourself out there and do things that you've never really done before now if your parents already are business owners it may be a lot easier for you because you are around that you may have been exposed to it a lot more than someone else for myself it was really hard for me to put myself out there and take risks and invest not knowing whether I'm going to make that money back. The comforting thing though is because I already went to university and know that I invested in a university degree, I made such a huge investment at such a young age, I feel a bit more confident dropping a couple thousand dollars to buy some equipment or buy some products to sell. It's a lot less of a hit even if I do bad. That's the way I look at it. So if you're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur or trying to start your own business or have your own side hustle, inshallah, <laughs> um, I would recommend, you know, knowing the three groups of uh, business that you could kind of do. So the first one that is the easiest and what I'm doing right now is what is common. So look in Google News or trends that you see and see what people are doing. So right now, if you wanna become sell products online, becoming an Amazon seller is a popular thing. A lot of people are doing it, so the pathway has already been paved. It's easy for you to do and learn, inshallah. You can check that out. The other ones are producing content. Similar to me producing this podcast, there is YouTube, and if you have some niche market, some niche interest that you could find an audience for, you can sell advertisements based on the you know driving traffic getting people to come visit your youtube channel or follow you on instagram or stuff like that the the other sorry the second one is something that's kind of revolutionary this one's harder to do and if you plan to do this maybe 9.5 times out of 10 you'll likely fail just because it's really hard and there's so many factors that are involved in it but it's a revolutionary business something that like a facebook or an uber or airbnb where it really changes the structure of how a common occurrence takes place so if you look at the transition from cash and you know, like physical currency to digital, that's a revolutionary thing, although it's taken place over a short period of time. Social media has been a huge boom in a short period of time, which is why there's been such a notice, but that's hard to replicate in a different area. And then the third one, which is the one that I recommend doing, but you need some experience and you have to be well-versed in a certain field in order to do it. And that's, I, like, I just call them next step businesses, but, Basically, they're businesses that are what's upcoming. So let's say, I don't know the rulings or anything, but Bitcoin, right? People were jumping and going crazy about Bitcoin. Well, when it was first starting out, the people that invested and did that stuff and that, they were thinking, well, I think this is going to blow up next. And so they were ahead of the curve and they probably made a considerable amount of money. Likewise, an example being a lot of people are really interested in producing content well someone providing a course on how to produce that content because they've been doing it for a significant amount of time might make some money because it might become a legitimate thing that everyone wants to produce content and just like how everyone wants to go to university they might 
everyone might always take a course to learn how to make YouTube videos or podcasts and things like that. So that person is now capitalizing on this up and coming interest. And before big players get into it, they solidify themselves as a legitimate uh, source or contributor. So for myself, because I'm so new when it comes to having my own business and growing it and kind of learning how the whole process works, I'm testing things out by doing things that people are already doing because it's easier to copy than to figure it all out on your own. I would suggest you do the same if you're interested. Try it out. Do something really small consistently and see how it grows. Inshallah, I think there's a lot of opportunity and social media definitely makes it a lot easier for you to market to your specific audience if you, you know, put the work in. The last thing that I just want to say about entrepreneurship is that it doesn't come immediately. A university degree is completed in, I don't know, a minimum of three, four years. Most people finish maybe five, six. I don't know. But it takes time. And so if you're starting out trying anything new, you have to understand that it takes time. But know that it's always a positive for Muslims to be their own, like business owners. Why? Because if you're living in the West, nine to five includes Friday, especially if you're a Muslim man, Jummah prayer. That kind of sucks. Jummah is supposed to be like, you know, a day for Muslims to, to spend time with their family and be generous and worship Allah, not really to work. If you have your own business, you're free. You can go early to the masjid. You could take a nap after Jumu'ah prayer. You can do whatever because you determine your schedule. And as long as you're disciplined, you could afford that. Inshallah. Those are my thoughts. But yeah, go entrepreneurship. I'm totally biased. So that's it. University versus entrepreneurship. For me, entrepreneurship wins. That might not be the answer for you. But just to summarize, if you're going to go to university, please be sure that you know why you're going to university, what the job is actually going to be like when you go to university, and whether that job actually exists in your community. Because, at least for myself, my parents wanted me to go to university because they thought it would be better for me. They thought it would help me out in life. They didn't want me to go to university so that I'm strangled with debt and I'm just trying to find any job just so that I could pay that debt off. So help yourself out, help your parents, help your kids out by just doing the research and don't be afraid to try something out. I think it was Bill Gates had built his first program when he was 12 years old. Just getting good grades in school may not be enough anymore. Maybe that halal hustle needs to start a bit earlier to really help you make those tough decisions. Once again, inshallah, I hope that this was a benefit and not a harm. The intention is to make this a source of good and prosperity for Muslims rather than a source of harm and sin. If you're interested in learning more, you could always check us out at thehalalhustle.com as well as you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram. The handle for both is underscore the halal hustle. Inshallah, I look forward to the next time. And until then, 
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.